Hello, race fans, EK Nation. Welcome to a new edition of our face-to-face show. It is Wednesday, May the 24th. I, myself, Rob Howden, down in Indianapolis. Uh, I'll be out at uh, Indianapolis Raceway Park this weekend for the Carb Night Classic, part of the USF Pro Championships. David, of course, uh, on the shelf for a couple of weeks, getting some spend some time at home with the family before the next race comes up. Uh, we're kind of in a little bit of a, a break in the action in terms of national events. Some regional, big re- regional racing has already been happening. Route 66 last weekend at Newcastle Motorsports Park. A lot of regional racing, David. We've talked about this before. It's kind of time for some regional racing to get rolling, get going here right now uh, before we get back into national competition. Yeah, that's exactly it. Essentially, it's a uh, it's August in in USA. That's you know, right. we're we're you know Europe and Italy take August off to kind of regroup and reset. We're taking essentially on the national level the month of May off. You know, as you said, regional programs are getting off going, and a lot of club races are getting going because again, in the us in the northern hemisphere, uh, we didn't get to race very That's much it. recently. So you know, it's it's almost what going to be eighty degrees this weekend. So you know, certainly race tracks are are booming right now. Karting tracks are booming with uh, lots of people there. But yeah, national you know, nationally wise, um, you know, it's I'm I'm ra- actually writing a column about it. Maybe we need to take the month of May off to kind of regroup because it's a great, great topic. Jan- January through April was just insane busy. So, uh, you know, race teams didn't even get to go home. You know, some trailers have been gone for five months alone. <sighs> so it's a it's a lot of stuff to uh, to kind of sort and figure out. I mean, it's a great thing for the sport to be busy. But there's always that time to where you kind of need a refresher, you know, no different than the week you give me to kind of break away from <laughs> from all this monotony. So jealous when you do that. <laughs> I know. Shut everything off and 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 actually look on social media at friends instead of racing. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I hear you. Um, well, listen, yeah, you're right. You always need you, that you, kind of regroup. So that's January, that's exactly February, right. March, April. It's full throttle it's full like, throttle you know, west coast full, east coast exactly you know? that yeah that that's the thing you know you got teams that are you know living in florida for two to three months you know especially this year when we had you know the orlando month uh, <laughs> right of yeah. everybody going to orlando so it certainly puts a little strain on especially some of the west coast teams based teams or even the central coast team or central uh of the country teams. so um, yeah, again, something to think about and kind of mull over. And as we get into June, you know, uh, national level racing is going to return with uh, Supercar USA Spring Nationals in Utah yeah. and, a, and a lot Hope more races to follow. Yeah. yeah. And listen, you know, I mentioned Route 66 having their first event last uh, weekend at Newcastle. Again, that's part of a you know an interstate series, both the Indiana and Wisconsin for Route 66. But the Ohio Sprinter is what we're talking about today. Chris McCrone is going to join us. Those of you who you know have been around for the last number of years know about the Buckeye Karting Challenge. It was a major program, a lot of 206 racers, and it was big. It was huge, in fact, in terms of racing in the state of Ohio. Uh, Chris McCrone has come in. The former owners of the Buckeye Karting Challenge kind of were having to focus back on work and family. Perfect time for Chris to come in and, and wanted to kind of pick things up and buy that program. He's got a bunch of different irons in the fire uh, when it comes to the karting and motorsports. Uh, of course, the Ohio Sprint Series has been changed name for the Buckeye Karting Challenge, but maybe even more so, uh, David, the uh, the new racetrack in uh, northern Ohio as well. It's going to have a full uh, road racetrack, plus it's going to have a brand new kart track, the Rain Ohio Kartplex. We're going to ask Chris about that because, man, Anytime we can get a new facility in the sport, that is a positive. Yeah, especially that. You know, we just saw Hamilton Karting Complex getting a, yeah. a, a reboost, you know, a new name, obviously Canadian Mini Indy outside Hamilton. So in your neck of the woods there. It, Half an hour from my house, yeah. Now you don't have to go around Toronto to go to Goodwood. You have Hamilton. Well, that's where, I went, that's where I went when there was COVID. 
I went and drove there and yeah, it was fantastic. So again, I mean, we need that, you know, we need more racetracks. Certainly, you know, we have, I have one in the state of Michigan. (laughs) That's kind of the sad part. Um, But, you know, thankfully the, you know, the numbers continue to grow there. So again, that's what we're kind of seeing. And then when you build a a first class facility, like what's going to be the Lorraine, Ohio cartplex, I mean, it's going to draw, drive people there. So that, yeah, the Lorraine, Ohio cartplex, part of the river park, um, was it motor, motorplex, river park yeah. motorplex, right? Yeah. The whole thing with the, with, with a big road course, but again, with both a competition track and a rental karting track, David, that's going to be huge. I think. Yeah. You know, Alan Rudolph did it right down at the yeah. speed sports where, you know, the rental cart didn't even move. Nothing happened when, uh, when a competition race was there. Now you you have the ability to run both, but that's the great thing about seven days a week is being able to run both, you know, yeah. a competition side and a rental side. Uh, without any hiccups. So, but when you have obviously a massive uh, event like United States Pro Kart Series, uh, it, it, it's good to kind of focus on one thing or another. Very true. Very true. So, folks, he's a new player in the game. Let's bring him in here right now. Chris McCrone from the Ohio Sprint Series and the Lorraine, Ohio Carplex joining us. Chris, uh, great to have you here on Face to Face with EKN. Welcome. And we got lots to talk about. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate taking the time and, and asking to, to share a little bit of the story. You, uh, I feel like you're as busy as we are now. I kind of think all the races I go to with USF Pro Championships karting, you've been going to the Rotax races out west, part of the trophy series with Race Rotax. We'll talk about how Rotax is going to be part of the Ohio Sprint Series. You're building a racetrack as well. Uh, it feels like you're like kind of like me, like 24-7, 365. Exactly right. I mean, if, we're gonna, if I'm going to go in, I'm going to go all in. I'm not interested in tiptoeing, so. <laughs> well, listen. Let's let's get things let's get things underway before we kind of jump into um, the actual you, you know the series, the schedule of the Ohio Sprint Series, the classes that you know the world tickets you have for both Rotax and for Tiltson. Let's just start first and talk about why you did it. What was how and why did you decide to buy essentially the Buckeye Karting Challenge and turn it into the Ohio Sprint Series? Yeah, it's a good question. I, it gets asked often by a lot of the industry professionals like yourself and. Um, it, there's two main factors occurred last summer, Scott Smith made a passive comment to me. And I knew Scott since I was a little type when I raced, he was racing at the time, et cetera. So I have known him for many, many years and rekindled a good relationship and friendship the last three or four years. And when we were chatting at one of the events, he made a comment and said, yeah, he's like, you know, it's, uh, we're, we're looking possibly to sell. I said, really, why? And he said, it's just becoming a bit of a challenge with schedules, you know, Scott Benton and him partnered up and started yeah. the series and Benton Benton had an opportunity to go into the insurance industry with some of the other carters that we know that work in the similar industry and he, and he's crushing it. Right. So he's doing well, but like any other venture, no different than me in this venture, you got to go all in. And it's easy for me to be involved in three or four or five different things related to racing because it's the same focal, it's the same vertical, you know? So yeah. it's, it's, but to do racing and then go sell insurance, that's very difficult, right? Because he <laughs> travels out of state for it and stuff. So I just made the comment to Scott. I said, hey, if you're really serious about it, Smith, let me know. I said, I, the worst thing that can happen to me is building a, you know, a multi-million dollar facility and then the state series and the state I'm building the track goes away. Like it would be a horrible situation for me. And so it was a couple months after that. Um, he reached back out to me and said, yeah, Benton's really considering getting out. So 
So we came to an agreement in, in, in terms that were fair and equitable. And uh, the, uh, the, the, the only demand I had was I said, okay, hey, Benton, I know you don't have time for it. But Smith, you got to be willing to stick around this year and help because <laughs> there's a lot of nuances in, 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 you know, basically series ownership and relationships that yeah. you can't just flip a switch. Right. So, so he agreed. So he's, he's helping. He's going to be throughout the year with us. Um, he'll be present at the first race the whole weekend with me. And then the remaining two weekends, uh, he may not be present the whole weekend, but he'll be around to support and help. Uh, but that was the agreement. And so it, it worked out. I fit in, you know, and the reason we changed the name, it, it really came down to going back to the roots when I was talking to Scott Smith and I raced with guys like Pearl Gamble and these guys, these, these, these industry like veterans, right? Yeah. Well, it was called the WKA Ohio Sprint Series when I was a kid. <laughs> so we were bullshitting about it. Right. And, and uh, it, that's the only reason for the name change. It had nothing to do with, oh, we wanted to rebrand the series or anything like that. They had five great years and tremendously successful. Indeed. And if if we're going to go back to the roots, which I think we'll talk about more in the show here, about why Rotex, why Tillotson, this all, all those funnel down to one reason. We want to take the regional karting series and make it, A, critically affordable for people, and B, give the drivers an opportunity to go race outside of Ohio with some of the funding paid for. And that's what happened back in the Ohio Sprint Series in the 90s. I mean, you'd run that series and you'd get picked up to go to another big event somewhere else, right? And it would be partly funded, whether it was ticket created or if it was some, you know, you had RLV and horsemen that were throwing money at these races, not cash, but saying, hey, if you win, you get this, right? Yeah. And so, and it was, so the back to the roots comment was made and I said, that's it. That's going to be our campaign. We're going to go back to the roots of what the series was as our branding mission. So we're excited. Like we're excited about it, but uh, I'm sure that the proof would be in the pudding, right? That's right. You got work to do. Oct- you got to talk to me in October, right? <laughs> that's <laughs> well, it. You know, yeah. We'll reschedule for that for sure. Let's yeah. let me pull it up here. So here's here you go. You've got June sixteenth to eighteenth, so about three weeks away from the opening round. Uh, Thompson Kart Raceway, of course, one of the legendary circuits that's been around Ohio for many many years in Thompson, Ohio. Uh, then August the eighteenth to the twentieth. This is at your new track, River Park Motor yeah. Motorplex, Lorraine, Ohio Carplex. Uh, we're talking what four months away. Uh, yep. For that one, and then a couple months later, in the, again one of the jewels of Ohio, which the fact that they have MCC and now uh, Lock as well, the Lorraine Ohio Carplex, Ohio is this—it's the hotbed right now. It's like California was, you know, a number of years ago. Though, so many tracks there. You've got the uh, Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, uh, the Bayless Place on October twentieth to twenty-second. A pretty good gap in terms of races. You know, a couple months between races. Um, yep. I'm sort of sure that was kind of the idea to kind of get off certain r- r- uh, races, but a three race program as well, kind of condensing things from what the Buckeye did over the last couple of years. Yeah, you're spot on. I mean, we, the biggest feedback I heard from parents last year is, is that we got lucky last year in a way, the um, MCC event that was supposed to be the kickoff event for the Buckeye Carding challenge could not get raced and confirmed because they were repaving and they're running into delays. And so um, it ended up being a doubleheader at Thompson. So the parents made the comments that were being made was, wow, I'm really glad it's only four weekends versus five because the other series that these kids run. I mean, when you're averaging 120 cart count average amongst the five races last year, 
you, you know, it's a pretty decent regional program, right? I mean, success wise. Well, a lot of these guys are running CKNA. They're running USPKS. They're running Route 66. And the dollars is one thing, but more important than the dollars is the time. It's the preparation. It's yeah. the, you know, and all the things that go in with it. And so the parents were saying, man, I'm really glad it's only four. So that's why when there was nothing confirmed for 2023 yet, when we acquired the series, I stepped down and I talked to some people that I trust and I, and I pulled Scott Smith aside. I said, what if we do six races in three weekends, a double Saturday, Sunday, Friday practice day. I said, 50% of our audience is already coming to the race. They're taking off work on Friday. Anyways, they're pulling in at like noon, right? So they're already off. And so we didn't have any events booked and confirmed. So it was, it was easier for me to try to manage three weekends to try to go more places. (laughs) And it coupled with G and J and Camden, they're getting repaid this fall. So they had a shortened season to begin with. So September is their cutoff. There's no, there's no mid-September racing down there at all. So I'm like, hey, guys, this is the opportune time to do this and try it and see what the feedback is. I'm not afraid to change it. Anyway, we move forward yeah. at the end of the year and say, hey, it sucked, Macron. You're an idiot. Okay. Let's go back. <laughs> you know? more. All right. Listen, you know, and I'm listen, fine with Chris, <laughs> David's. This is what David's been saying for so many years. Dave, I'll, I'll pass it over to you. You keep saying Less is more, right? That you have a little less. There's there's so much racing going on right now, especially with all you, you want those drivers in a state series to run their clubs. You yes. want them to run the club yeah. races and then get to go to a couple of races where the best drivers from the clubs come together to go head to head for the you know the supremacy in Ohio, right? Dave, that's what we've talked about so many years. Yeah, less is more. And and like we just talked about before we, we started talking with Chris, is you know, January through April was just nonstop busy, busy. Yeah. Now we're getting into a month of May where people can actually go, you know, regional racing or club racing or just go back and, and relax because now they have the time because of the national schedule is not so busy. So, yeah, essentially that, you know, you got to pick and choose where you can go. And, and that's a great thing. And then if you do keep it at three, you can always change the different racetracks. You can always go yep. around because that's a great thing about Ohio. There's seven, eight cart tracks in the state. Amazing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Ready to step up your game? Joining the Rawlison Performance Group is the obvious choice to take your racing to the next level. Industry-leading driver development is provided by our staff of multi-time national champions, Super Nationals winners, and Team USA members. And at the same time, RPG continues to be a national-level powerhouse race team. Our goal is to help you raise your game and win races. We work with all age groups and are focused on developing those cadet and junior drivers who are ready to take the next step in their racing program. Rawlison Performance Group has set a new standard with our in-house engine program, AVP Engines, headed by Alex Vincent. AVP has become the benchmark in IAMI competition. We have the largest OTK inventory that follows our race team providing trackside parts at all the major events in North America. RPG also offers multilingual support with French, Spanish, and Portuguese-speaking staff. If you want to fight for championships or want to improve your skills and your chances to win, the answer is to call RPG at 503-260-4514. The Rawls Performance Group. We race to win. 
For over 20 years, Greg Bell has been building race-winning power for kart racers. One need only look at his team, Leading Edge Motorsports. He's always built edges for his team, and the results have been wins at the biggest races in America, the Scusa Super Nationals and the Rock Vegas events. The name on this program, Mega Power. This year alone, Bell and Danny Formell teamed up to sweep the Rock Shifter class on the Florida Winter Tour, all on a Mega Power engine. If you want to win shifter kart races, it's time to put Mega Power on your kart. Mega Power specializes in gearbox engines, such as the TMKZ, Rock Shifter, and IME Shifter, but with almost three decades of engine building experience, Bell develops winning motors for X30 and Mini Swift and everything in between. The combination of Greg Bell's engine building skills and his chassis tuning knowledge is a potent mixture. Greg's helped catapult many drivers to wins over the years, including Mercedes F1 star George Russell, who won the Supernats 14 in 2011 with Leading Edge Motorsports. Increase your odds of winning at this year's Rock Vegas or Supernational events or throughout 2023 by calling Greg Bell today at 209-747-2613 to put mega power in your corner. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and the safety gear you need to get you on the track. Visit shopakr.com for a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors of the sport to ensure all the latest equipment is available to you, the racer. With over 20 years in business and customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price when you need them. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Make sure to follow Acceleration Kart Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials and new arrivals. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. All right, Chris, we, we've rolled through the schedule, three great tracks, one brand new track that hasn't been built yet. We'll get to that at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, let's talk class structure. Uh, you know, what what are you carrying over from Buckeye? And then what are you bringing in? We've already mentioned Rotax. We already mentioned Tillotson. You're taking a different approach. Uh, we talked about this before we came on the, on the broadcast, different tire manufacturers, not one spec tire across the board. Give us a lineup for classes and maybe some of the motivation behind it. Yeah, so we absorbed what existed with Buckeye Carter. So they had sportsmen, you know, they had junior, they had senior, masters, and two of them. They had, and uh, they had KA Junior. They had Swift. I believe they ran last year micro, not mini. Um, we made that change this year. We opened up to mini only, so you can be at any age, but you just got to run the mini package. And then uh, uh, junior, senior, and masters KA. And then they had a kid cart program last year and then they had a shifter gearbox class and they had you know tag and and a couple other classes that really weren't you know taking off in our area yeah. um and so the the, the change is what we got rid of is i got rid of the just the blanket shifter you know gearbox category and the blanket just tag or x30 right so got rid of that and we opened up an open class and this is legitimately open we are teching cik bodywork and that's it 
I don't care. You want to bring double B bombs on a sprint cart. You want to, <laughs> I don't care what you do, right? You want to pull an old four stroke out. That's, you know, you know, for sure would never pass anybody's deck. You can race it here, right? It's a legitimate open class. And we're hoping that people who have some stuff on the walls and have an old, you know, dialed up Yamaha and things like that, you know, and they, in the old D2 pipe that would scream, right? <laughs> we're hoping that some people pull it off the shelf and come race it, right? Because, you know, we want the event to be entertainment focused. We want the, you know, the parents and the families that are there. We're going to be bringing in a live band every Friday night. We're doing a full cookout on Friday. Damn. It's going to be entertainment focused, right? So, so that's that class. And then um, I wanted, I wanted a water cooled uh, package. And then we'll talk about Rotex and how that kind of came to mix. So uh, that's the that's the Rotex class, and then we got rid of kid carts, but we did not get rid of kid carts as a whole. This was discussed on, on our podcast, and I think that David, when you and I talked a little bit about this, about what with the reasoning behind it, um, in one of our dialogues back and forth, um, I believe in the club racing atmosphere, and I believe the youth of our sport is the future of our sport. There's no secret there, right? But you got to give these kids laps. And when I was a kid, my dad would not change a single thing on my go-kart except for a gear until I did a thousand laps. <laughs> He's like, you need to understand racecraft. You need to understand situation. You need to be passed by somebody doing 60 miles an hour. When you, the very first time that happened, your butt puckered. You're like, oh, what's going on, right? So, you know, you need. there's a lot you need to learn. And so I believe that the Ohio Sprint Series, being a legitimate state championship series that we want to we, portray ourselves as we want to deliver that value you know how many five to eight year olds are going to play for the state championship football you know championship in ohio or the soccer championship or the hockey no one that's not they don't do it at that age right it's all about development it's all about reps and games and so on so we stepped up and said we're going to work with five local clubs and we're going to bring the ohio sprint series to that club that race and we're going to sponsor every kid cart driver that day so if there's eight that show up ohio sprint series pays eight entry fees wow we then bring some staff with us to driver coach to encourage these kids to give them pointers you know i don't i don't have to manage the flags and doing all that it's easy to walk in with six or seven teammates from your series and ask some of the great drivers that we have like the ian quinn's of the world and you know the garrett davis's the brassels who who are from the area who would love to go give back like that, right? Yeah. So we're going to go in, we're going to support that, and then they're still going to get points. They're still participating in the championship, but it's five races with one drop at clubs. And you know when it happens, now you're, you know, a rising tide rises all ships is the adage, right? So if, if someone's going down there with a kid cart and the dad and we're going to support, well, odds are other people are going to go race that club race too. So maybe they get an extra 15 or 20 entries that they never would have had that weekend. And that's our way of trying to truly support the club racing program and give like these it. kids a lot of track time, right? And and at those events, the goal is the, the kid cart class is the premier class that day. So they run last, get everybody in the fence, get the kids jacked up, right? It's not just trying to run them through and get them out the door, right? No, it's they're the premier class that week. So that's how we shifted the kid cart. That's and a then, different approach. Yeah. So, and again, well, in October, we'll judge it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. The, uh, but the, uh, the Tillotson and Rotex thing was, um, 
It started last year with Tillotson. Um, we we began a relationship with them through Jake Motaz and Ryan Child down at Cart Rising, the, the importers that he used here. And uh, um, with, with everybody having the challenges that they were having with the 206 stuff, um, I couldn't sell carts. and I didn't have engines to put on, right? So it became a, a, a business decision to open up opportunities. And I really like the engine package. And then they have this thing called the T4 Nations Cup, which is a yeah. world final race. And um, what I learned was, is that, you know, you can run regional series and they'll give a ticket for the, the class. So this year we're running junior and senior. And so um, it it caught so much attention. We only had an average of six drivers that actually participated because it was so brand new. And people were like, whoa. But at the end of the year, everybody was like, this is unreal. Like you actually gave a full ticket away to go to Spain. And we're like, yeah. And, and. They and uh, Tillotson stepped up corporately. They gave second place a 50% ticket and then third place almost like a 30% ticket. So, you know, you had Hunter Perry, Ian Quinn, and Elida. I've been to make it to Spain. And it was an amazing experience. So, so I saw it as an opportunity. I'm like, okay, we want to, we want to continue with that program. But then Rotex came up and I met with Jim and John Giacomelli and I never raced a Rotex engine, so I have no personal experience. I got no affiliation whatsoever. It was strictly, hey, they also do this world final. And it was an, a, such an amazing experience in Spain. I asked them, I said, hey, you know, can we run the Rotex in our series? And they're like, absolutely. And I said, well, I want some support. When they do it a little differently, they have a U.S. final race first. Yep. But they're willing to pony up as the Rotex West or East series does, where if you win the class – you get a fully paid ticket to go to Indianapolis or run Newcastle and, you know, and then it's their second place and third place. Right. So, so we saw that as an opportunity to partner with them and I'm pretty impressed with the engine package itself. I don't know the history of the, the up and the down of the Rotex engine. I, I hear bits and pieces about what happened and how it happened. I don't have any, that I really don't care. I just, I believe that, in our sport, you've got great products. You've got, you know, IME is a great product. You've got Vortex, it's a great product. You have all the new OKN stuff coming out with some, you know, uh, Modena and TM, and you got the Gearbox guy. There's great engine builders out there. I really, I love when you don't have a series that is so stuck on only running one engine package and one set of tires. Like, you know, you can, you know, and I understand the business decision behind it. I understand why series do it financially. I get it. But we did not want to build our program on the dollars of a sponsor. We wanted to build our program for the racer first. And so that's why we opened up the classes and the tickets. And the support has been great. We've got people that, I mean, we're well over six entries before the first event for the Rotex class. And we're more than that in Tillotson as well. We have drivers flying in that run these national series to rent a cart and an engine because they want to win a ticket. So it's, it's, it's getting a lot of momentum and we're, so as far as I know, we're the only regional series that offers two separate opportunities for a world final. Interesting. Um, yep. Yeah. And, uh, and so, and that leads to the tires. <laughs> so <laughs> the, uh, I, um, uh, Mojo's obviously a Rotex tire and I talked to Dan Schlosser at Pitt and they run them on their 206 class and they last forever. He was joking with me one night at the Ohio Valley, uh, uh, or OVK swap me. He said, yep. uh, he goes, Chris, I ran a set of tires, 52 heat cycles. And the only reason I changed them was because the cord started to show. And he said it was, 
He goes, it was just as fast in the 206 at least, right? And so I said, all right. So I said, going back to cost, right? You know, they're about 15 bucks more a set than your MG or your Hoosier or something. But they they last so long that I don't think many drivers are going to have to do more than two sets the whole year. And you're you're going to run just as fast. And so so to keep the cost down and then to get some synchronicity amongst tracks, I know Doug Marsh and Thompson, they went to Mojo straight 206. I know Fremont's doing it next year for what Scott Smith shared. We're going to do that for 206. Um, but I didn't want it to also be, okay, you got to run this tire for every class. Listen, MG is, a, you know, is the dominating tire for KA and IAMI racing. So why, why the hell would I change that, right? So we're going to run the MG tire for that series, you know, all the IAMI races, our classes, and we're going to run uh, Mojo for the 206. And then the Tillotson tire is a Maxxis T4. It's a spec tire for that class. The only reason we're running it spec like that is because you have to race in that tire at the world finals. I think it would be disingenuous to the drivers that make it to go and race on something completely different here than go there. Right. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It, no different yeah. than the Rotax, you know, the Mojo is their yeah. spec tire across the world. You know, that's, yeah. that's what it is. So why would you run MGs on Rotax? It makes no sense. Yeah. And, yeah. and like you said, you know, having, It'll be interesting to hear, you know, setup wise, you know, how people are talking about setup because you always hear even just going from red, you know, the hard tires to soft tires, how different, you know, what class was before you, how that changes. So I'm interested to hear hear some of the feedback from some of the mechanics and tuners there about how, you know, well, we go out after this rubber gets laid down and, and we have to change uh, the way we kind of approach things. So that would be that'd be cool to hear. Yeah. And and so I have a friend of mine who's a, a scientist at pretty large tire company in Akron, Ohio. And uh, he was reading all the data sheets for me. And he said that the Mojo tire has more raw rubber material than any other tire we're running. So when you when, when you hear these stories, right, that, oh, man, we're in Vegas and I'm walking out there and I, I can't, there's no rubber left in the track at all, right? No. And I don't know if the compound has changed at MG. I've got no idea. The bottom line is it's a spec tire, so everybody's in the same problem that you got. To. It doesn't matter. But, but, when the mojo when i was out at that race in phoenix and tucson i mean at the end of day one you walk out through your, sh your shoes will stick on the actual pavement it's re they put down some serious rubber now i know there's more horsepower in that but i'm interested to see the dynamic of that because a lot of guys are tuning to it to a tire that you know it's it, it, it's 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 not it's not as much rubber compound it's got more silica more plastic in it and uh it'll be different it'll be different yeah. for sure <laughs> so so let's let's roll into weekend structure then because you bring up the tires and so uh let's talk about how the weekends are going to run can i can i run one set of tires for the entire year do i need to have a new set of tires at x amount of time nope. or it's just wide open yeah so wow. we run we run we're going to run where you have to present two sets of tires prior to your fourth practice on friday so we're going to run it like the Europeans do it at the world final race. I learned it over there. It was a great, great way to manage it. You get two sets and our Friday practice day is five sessions. So you get five sessions. They progress in a little bit length in time. The last two sessions, they don't do a happy hour or anything like that, but it's five legitimate sessions. Saturday and Sunday race days are the same. It's warm up in the morning, qualifying pre-final final. So Saturday and Sunday, you're on track eight times. And then you have the last two practices on Friday. So that's a total of 10 sessions. You present two sets of tires. I don't care if they're new. I don't care if they're used. It makes no difference to me. You have eight tires that are scanned. 
you have to use those eight tires, any combination of them. You don't, you don't you're not forced. You can run one set the whole weekend, but you've scanned too. Um, you have to use those tires from practice four on Friday through the rest of the weekend. Oh, really? There is right. no, there is no, I'm going to throw a different set for warmups on. I'm like, no, no, you got two sets and I don't care how you manage it. Right. And um, the goal with that is to, in my opinion, um, cost. I mean, you go to mm-hmm. some of these races and people yeah. say, oh, well, you know, it's a, it's a spec tire. Yeah. But if it's unlimited on practice day and it's unlimited in a morning warmups, then I mean, people go through four sets of tires that are at a, at a club race. Some people are crazy, right? Yeah. And I don't want to say to somebody, hey, to compete on the tire, you need to drop a grand this weekend. No. I'd rather say, okay, in the in the 206 classes, you're going to spend 500 bucks in two sets, and you can keep them all year. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. And, and you can go buy a used set from the guys in pit right now as you're practicing. I don't <laughs> care, right? And the same thing for the other classes, too. So when you're running Mini Swift or I'm running KA Senior, you present two sets of MG Reds. That's all you can run. And they will be scanned. And we're going to we're gonna operate the, 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 the weekend where as you come into the grid, the tires are being scanned in two separate tents as you roll in. So they're going to be checked often. Right. And, and, um, and, you know, and obviously there's penalties associated with anybody gets, you know, sneaky behind it. And, and it also presents the, the, the opportunity for people to say, well, what if you damage a tire? What if you get, you know, you have an extra set that you've already scanned, you know, you don't need to come to me to get it approved. You have go change your tire. Right. Yeah. So, so that's the goal behind it. And, uh, and again, I'm not, I love the partnership with, you know, Eric at Cardsport and MG and I, they're great people, right? But I, my goal in the regional program here is that, listen, let's, let's, let's take as many of the variables out of the equation and keep the cost affordable. So when this guy is right, or this young gal is right, and she's going to go run a USPKS event, she's going to go spend the 15 grand in tires when she runs that series over the course of the year, right? You're going to, you're going to get the money, help them learn at this at the regional series and that's that's our goal we pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break stay tuned for more here on the ekn radio network it all started in 1994 when former successful kart driver albino Perlin decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop that's when Perlin was born Fast forward 20 years and Perlin's passion for the sport led to the company rejoining international competitions as a factory team in WSK and CIK FIA races with the aim of enhancing the research and development process, immediately achieving notable results around Europe, North America, and Asia, becoming the CIK FIA Asia Pacific KZ champion in the same year. Perlin USA is North America's source for Perlin products and we run a factory team at all of the major Supercarts USA and Rock Cup USA events. The Parallel chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans Tag Single Speed Chassis for Junior and Senior Classes, and the 28mm Mini Cart for the Cadet Classes. Parallel has been winning races all over the world, and it's on top of the podium in the USA as well, with drivers like Kai Sorensen, Mateus Arjuela, and Alessandro de Tullio. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Parolin. For more information, head to ParolinUSA.com. 
fast, fair, and fun. Ignite Karting offers you all of that at an affordable price. Ignite Karting utilizes the spec Margay Ignite K3 with a Briggs & Stratton 206 engine and a Hoosier R80 tire. Everyone in the junior, senior, and master's classes compete on the same Ignite K3 chassis, which puts all the emphasis squarely on driver development. Additionally, Ignite Karting is accessible at the local, regional, and national level. Special events for the 2023 season include the Ignite Majors, which begins with the annual trip to the Daytona International Speedway as part of the WKA Daytona Kart Week as part of both the sprint and road racing events. Those in the Midwest can enjoy the regionally based Ignite Challenge, which just finished up a record setting season in 2022. Local club programs have also been established in other states all across the country, from Idaho to Texas, Nebraska to New York, with more tracks and clubs joining the Ignite Karting program. Be part of fast fun and great memories with Margate Racing at an Ignite track near you. All information on Ignite events and Ignite Kart packages, including dealers in your area, are available at ignitekarting.com. Get off the couch and out onto the track in 2023. Ignite Karting, fuel your passion. History, success, family. Those are the three words that can describe Comet Kart Sales, one of the longest tenured karting businesses in the United States. The family-owned operation located just outside of Indianapolis has provided carts, parts, and services for thousands of racers in the near six decades of business. Their online store features everything you need, continually adding new parts to their product line. From full karting packages, new engines, spare or replacement parts, and safety gear, find it all at CometCartSales.com. Their Comet Racing Engine service has won multiple major events and championships over decades of karting and continues to offer the best trackside service in the industry, specializing in IAMI X30, IAMI Swift, and other two-cycle power plants. Make sure to head to CometCartSales.com or call them at 317-462-3413 to be part of the Comet Cart Sales family today. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Yeah. I like it, Dave. Real, real quick on, on the tire thing before we get more into serious details. The the T4 Maxis, we didn't talk, I didn't really talk about, about the, uh, how does that tire uh, perform? Is it comparable to other brands and compounds out there right now? Yeah, when we tested it all last year, um, it's very similar to an MG Red. Okay. Um, it, I would say it's probably a little harder, you know, than, than a red, but when it's warm out, it performs exactly the same as a red. Yeah. So In that's good. Yeah. Temperatures, you know, it's yeah. So out. it's good to kind of, cause the, 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 they're all three are very similar in that aspect then. Cause yeah. the, I think the, the, the D2s may be a little bit more softer, uh, and, and has a bit of better performance, but that's good to hear. Um, Going back into the series details, have you confirmed any of the key figures that are going to be working there for uh, this season? Yeah, so that's one of the things that I that I was pretty adamant about is we wanted to regulate the uh, the staff, and if I can have nine, my goal is if I can have ninety percent of the same people at all three events, I would call that success this year. 
And so we do have a pretty dynamite team. Um, so our race director is Nick Cotton. Nick raced locally here. He's from he's from Great Britain. Um, raced for quite a while. Um, he's he's got a great demeanor, cool head, knows the sport well, and he doesn't run the circuits, right? No, he's got no influence with anybody, and no one has any influence over him, right? So we're excited about him <clears throat> taking the helm as the race director. We have um, uh, Gnarly Carly uh, from Stars doing the photography, right? So she'll be at our series. She'll be helping the registration on Thursday night and Friday and then jumping onto the track, taking all of our photos for us. We have uh, um, Tech is the one that we're finalizing right now because the gentleman that we're working on, I'll, I'll keep his name out of it for now. Uh, he's got one weekend conflict. So I'm working through some logistics there, but it's a name you guys would all recognize. Um, and then Kevin Greer on the timing and scoring. So he's a, he's a veteran when it comes to timing and scoring. And we've engaged him to not only facilitate all of our timing and scoring, but he's actually built a system that runs on the two different scoring platforms, right? So you've got two transponders that operate in karting. His system will actually pick up both those beacons and run it with alpha timing or race hero or race monitor. So he'll be facilitating that. And then the rest of the team, um, it'll all be published actually here next week. So yeah, I don't want to steal the thunder and make the announcement. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Stay it'll tuned. be published there. Yeah, they'll, they'll all be there and you know from from flaggers to the tech the tech people and our registration personnel and but they'll all be the same. And we're running the CIK light system in all of our races too. So uh, much like the stars national the championship series we're not going to have many corner flaggers. You're going to have track marshals, you know, working out there, but we won't have to have actually people carrying the flags. So we're excited that it gives the the regional person the, a little bit of the flavor of what some of these other series are going to be doing and how they operate. So we're excited. We're excited about having the technology there too. Right now, folks, you are watching our new face-to-face show with Chris McCrone from the Ohio Sprint Series and the Lorraine, Ohio Carplex. Maybe listen to the podcast right now. Of course, that will be on the ECAN radio network. Uh, Chris, you talked about stat talked about uh, the schedule, the class structure, people we have working. You mentioned to us before we came on the show some intricacies of how you're actually going to run the weekend a little bit and some other other things going. So is it how is the, how is the schedule lined up for these races? And then, then we're going to go on and talk about the potential for a state final and the Ohio Cart Week you're putting together. Yeah, so the, the really the, own, the only functional change that we made to the – the actual like operating schedule that, that is worth it worth talking about is qualifying. Um, our qualifying is going to be six laps qualifying, so it's not a time session. You go out, you know, you're, you're first, you leave the grid, you come get the green flag, you get six laps. We are going to take your best three laps and average them for your qualifying order. We, you know, we were we were kind of modeling this over. Everybody everybody has an opinion on this, right? P pick qualifying stagger right. this you know run an extra session for the top eight guys and all this other stuff and I, I frankly I like all the ideas right they're all they're all good ideas to try and we landed on the concept of an average because the number one complaint I get is oh man I you know I got screwed I got you know, someone ran me off the track or, right, right. Know, so broke the drive I was on a flyer yeah right yeah exactly you know I don't my know, train wasn't on yeah right yeah. i don't know what flyer you were looking at but it wasn't a flyer in the, <laughs> that's on right the stopwatch um no so so it eliminates the excuses and says okay if you're truly as good as you think you are post three of them and you know you've got to manage your tires remember so you've got two sets this is you know 
this all goes into the game, right? So, um, so that's that's the concept we're going to try this year. And again, this is another October moment, right? We're going to find out what happens. Well, right? I mean, I mean, Chris, to back that up, the greatest spectacle in all of racing does a four lap average. Oh, you know, there why, you go. Why, why not follow that race that we're going to watch this Sunday? That's it. That's you know, it. that's I mean, very true. I mean, that if you know. For, for myself, that was probably the most dramatic qualifying weekend we've ever seen in any Indianapolis 500 history. And just yeah. because everything was so tight. And, you know, you look at a lot of these classes where you have, you know, the fast lap within a tenth or a hundredth of each other or even a thousandth. You know, you yeah. got to do that three times in a row like that. That could, you know, it's certainly going to make qualifying that more, much more dramatic. Yeah. And especially, and especially saying, Dave, what's that? Got to give three good ones. Yeah, yeah. Right? Gotta, gotta, right. give me four go- gotta give me four good ones. That's gotta right. get three good ones. I love it. But 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 the great thing is the parents won't know watching their phone. They're gonna have to wait. So it adds to the drama yeah. of Absolutely. you know Ke- of Kevin, te- you know, making sure all that's done and posted, and boom. And, and so so that that results window is gonna be a busy one in the morning. So I <laughs> I, I love it. I love the idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, we're, we're, we're not short of good ideas in our sport, right? I think one of the things that advantages i have is because i'm the new owner the new operator because we're building a facility it's it's a new facility right i can try a lot of crazy shit right now right guys like i can do that and i don't have to suffer many consequences yet (laughs) i don't have a track record right now right if it's abysmal failure i can just change it (laughs) right other guys like right now like i'm out you know bailiff at mcc he's got a great program down there right the program carding package is amazing but he's got history. You change it there, you got a hundred people that are upset. Mine, listen, you agreed to come try it for the first time, right? <laughs> so, so, so that yeah. I'm, I, I recognize them. It's a different dynamic for me. I, I but, love it. I love it. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. It's different. Listen, we're listen. We've all done the practice qualifying prefinal finals exactly. for yeah. twenty years, right? Let's. Look, I like the fact that some series are trying some different things. For and, sure. and- it doesn't put the focus like you talked about tire management. It doesn't put the focus on nailing that one fast lap. Correct. It's about being consistent over those six laps that you do get for qualifying. So I, I and you it. won't get the and you don't get the people who have got a five minute qualifying session who sit in the grid with three, yep. until three minutes ago yep. and then they all go out and they try to go out that together. too. Yeah, yeah. That you, too. You got that's six that, that's that. that guy's problem. I hate yeah. that so much. Oh yeah. my! They go out and crawl you, behind each. Oh, it drives me nuts. Yeah. You got six laps, right? And All right. So, so uh, you keep mentioning October. If you don't get tarred and feathered, let's talk yeah. about what you, what you potentially have planned for next year, twenty twenty four, and Ohio Cart Week. Is that going to be? That's not yeah. this year. That's next year, right? You're looking that's at next 24. year. Yeah, so twenty four. You've got you've got Ohio Cart Week, and you've got a state a state championship race, a state final. Um, yeah. Obviously, like you know. And I posted this on when I think I retweeted our deal on EKN about having the show with you tonight, and how. The, just Ohio is lining up right now to be one of the kind of really good spotlights for American karting right now. Of course, with MCC, the legendary tracks in Ohio that have been there for so many years, and of course now the lock uh, coming up as well. Uh, what is what, what? Talk about the state final, state championship, and what is Ohio Kart Week that you're talking about? All right, well, I'll cover the state championship concept yeah. and idea first because I think the Ohio Kart Week is, is that's a pretty cool one. So yeah, the uh, um, the, the state championship idea is pretty simple. The, the goal is next year to run 
three weekends like we have right now. That's the plan. Like you guys, I don't get tarred and feathered over the idea, right? <laughs> and, and and then run a final weekend. So you think like national runoffs. You think like in other sports. I think one of the biggest problems that we have in racing, for the brand new parent, it's hard to understand the dynamic. You go from kid cart to a micro to a mini to now you're a junior and then I'm a senior. Like it's in hockey, it's U U10, U12, U4, right? And baseball and cheerleading and volleyball. It it it, it there's pro, it, the progression is simpler to understand. And so it's much much like that. Our goal was to say, okay, hey, every sport has a championship game. So you can win the Ohio Sprint Series title, and then you'll be if you're in the top 15, 20 drivers, it's going to be capped per class. You get invited to the state championship event. And that event is going to crown the state champion. So you win one event, you know, you're the similar structure, you know, three days, right? But our two, probably a two day event. Um, and you get, you get crowned the Ohio Sprint Series state champion. So you can win your division through the year and you, you earned it. And you earned it because of great tire management. And you earned it because, you know, maybe a little luck in the side. But you came prepared every weekend. That's the, You're managing six races. Here, I'm managing one event. And it's a condensed group. So it's not going to be 40, 206 guys out there. There's going to be 20. The top 20 get invited, like a national runoff, right? And yeah. so that's the concept behind the state title. And we want to put some dollars behind that, you know, to support things in, in the U.S. So, for example... I would love to work on a partnership with like a USPKS or a STARS or something like that and say, okay, hey, this every state title winner gets something from one of those next series right. for the next season, right? Whether it's entry or – because now you've motivated someone who's won and, and, and you know, you're, you're congratulating them and saying, hey, great job. Your next step is to go run that series. Go run a national circuit, yeah. right? Yeah. And show some of that progression. So that's the goal with the state stuff. The, uh, Hold on. Let me stop yeah. you on there. So you have to be a Ohio State or Ohio Sprint Series competitor to be ordered to be able to go to that championship. So yes. nobody nobody can come in and do a one off, is what you're saying. Nope. So like people no. people from that state up north can't come down and and you can't and do a one off. Okay. Nope. Right. What if, no, what no, if no. you're what if you're an what if you're an individual club champion? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, from the hope, from the state of Ohio, from the state of Ohio. Yeah. Like yeah. say a, a Adam or a Thompson. Atkins Thompson uh, club yeah. champion. What about that? That that could that could be I, your could additional work. entries. That, that, I like that. So you, I I like the concept. So that, you listen, it's a work in progress, right? So I like the idea of partnering. I would just need to have them have their series wrap up prior to yep. the actual yeah. final event. Right? You you just think about how that would be an all star race, right? You've got your top yeah. twenty. And then yeah. this club champion, that club champion, this club champion. All of a sudden, that lineup is like, it's Ohio. Yeah, it is right. And yeah. and and you thought. know, you need to earn it. You, I like it a lot. So you you earn your ticket there. You earn your invite, right? So mm -hmm. yeah. some of our classes have 30, 40 entries. Yeah. Right. Well, and 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 it's that's hard to manage. You guys know that. I mean, put those oh, yeah. guys on a four tenths mile road course. It's a mess, right? <laughs> So you got to manage that. But now you're saying, hey, it's the top 20. I earned my ticket to go. Yeah. Go up, right. It's yeah. a big deal. You know, and like in other sports, right? You go to the, you got to earn your way to the final game. To the runoffs <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yep.
So, all right, I like, so that. I like that. I'm going to make a note of that one. Thanks, guys. I like that. Do it. I'm there for you. Um, <laughs> okay, that's so, a freebie. <laughs> one of the things I love, I get flow racing because one of the things I love watching is Indiana Midget Week. Um, yes, I love watching every night. I'm watching Indiana Midget Week that week. I love it. Uh, Ohio Cart Week. This is this yeah. is interesting. It's thinking outside the box. I love it. Give us your thoughts on Ohio Cart Week. How how would that play yeah. out? Yeah, yeah. So so you look at like you know we're having Cart Chaser come in this year, and like you know one of the coolest things that super natural. You and Xander were calling the show on the shop for that. My kids were back home, and they were able to dialogue with me and text, and it's opened up the sport so much, right? And the next challenge that we have in karting is is that our weekends are long. You, you know, grandma, you know, can't come in and watch, oh, I'm going to watch Johnny race. Well, you know, he may have his first pre-final at 11, but he might not be on the track until 4.30, right? So there's, <laughs> there's this huge gap, right? And so, you know, the concept and the idea was how can we garner attention from other Ohio individuals, fans, motorsport heads, right? We get you, but let them know about our sport. And so... We're spitballing this idea, and I said, you know, we need to do like a sprint week, you know, like Ohio Sprint Week, where, you know, you've got carts every night, and you bounce around. So the concept is you start Friday night. Maybe we start at uh, G&J, right? And you're doing it it in the summer, so even if the track doesn't have lights, you're still good until 9, 930. It's not dark yet, right? So so you run at 5.30 p.m., and you get hot laps. You get five, six laps. It's hot lap warm-up and qualifying combined. So not six-lap qualifying, take the best three. This is legitimate, post your best lap, right? Top five, get positioned on their qualifying, you know, speed. And then six to whatever is P-pick. It's a pure draw, right? And then you go to a pre-final and final. And we've mapped it out such that you can do six legitimate classes. And we go the southern area of Ohio would run uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. They'd run Tuesday a final as well. And then the North would also run Tuesday as well. It would start the North series. So tracks in the South, MCC, G&J. Uh, you, you can call Port Washington or um, uh, Adkins Raceway. That may be a South. That may be North. I don't know where it will fall. But you've got three or four tracks. You can run a couple different configurations at them. And they get in and they get out. And it's a lower barrier of entry. We're not looking to charge $45. No, 20 bucks an entry for the night. Get some corporate dollars behind it and have the TV crew run the whole week. And so we're trying to work with Valley Sports Ohio and some other networks to actually maybe not show it live, but show the features of every race in Ohio. And then on the following Sunday, so now you've got five events in the south, five five events up north, and then Sunday is the championship Sunday, where now you have all the points, south, north, et cetera. And again, this event is a qualifier. We're only going to have cap, 20 guys per class, et cetera. You need to be in the points to make it the championship Sunday. And and so we're, we're believing this could be a big one. We think that it can help change the sport in a way that, draws attention and you know we can do you know the finals are you know if it's edited it's 30 minutes so you can get the tv programs around here to buy in in ohio where some dollars and stuff you know it that's affordable to put on tv yep. right so now you've yep. got you know at 10 o'clock they're going to go live with you know 
you know, MCC, you know, Monday night, you know, or Tuesday night thunder from G and J, whatever we're going to call it. Right. They're going to go live with those races and broadcast. And so that's the second piece that I think that we need help in our sport is get it to where people recognize like motocross, get it to where people can actually see what we're doing. And so that's, that's the concept came from. And we've, we've talked to some corporate sponsors already. We've got some people that are willing to come behind it and big names from Ohio. I mean, Ohio's got a lot of Fortune 100 companies. Um, some of them serve the motorsport marketplace, and uh, and so that'll be a lot, a lot more information to come. But I hope to have it completely announced by December. And that's outside the box day. thinking. I like it. Yeah. So so that's the goal. Again, <laughs> next October. We'll <laughs> that's a good idea, right? Yeah. I, I'm telling you what, I'm going to start looking at RV rentals because that 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 sounds like a blast. Because you know, pull haul a trailer. You know, yeah. and, and, you know, I feel like Brewster Baker, and, you know, yeah, I, I, just, I won't have, I won't have a six pack with me, but you know, I'll have a different type of six pack with me uh, yeah, for after right. the racing's done. But uh, I mean, that just sounds like a, like, again, it's a vacation for, for, for a carting gearhead, you know, like Cole, we need it. We need the majestic flyer again. We need like a, just a trailer for put my cart and your cart in two yeah. carts. We're rolling. Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's on. It's yeah, awesome. and so you know, and to help with the travel, you look at you know, you know, down running the South Series. You have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. If you wanted to run it, you know, I'm going to take Monday off. Okay, great. Well, now you've hit four of the events, and you got enough points, you can qualify for. So you go back to work Tuesday through Friday, and you show up to the final on Sunday. The North guys they run Tuesday through Friday, and the tracks up north are all only 45 minutes to an hour and 15 from people. So you can get there by 5.30. You don't need to blow the whole day off, right? And then you'll get yeah. the crazies like you two who do make it a vacation and they'll, they'll run no, the whole work, thing. We work in the, we work well, in the RV. Yeah. We'll work in the RV during the day. And then once hot, hot laps start, it's like, all right, shut yeah. the laptops off. Let's exactly. go do our thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll have to hire somebody to work on the cards because, you know, we're terrible at that. But Well, you are <laughs> terrible at that. I just, <laughs> we know that. Wow. Well, okay, and now, that's. We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. It's a multi-time world champion, and it's a Supercarts USA Super Nationals winner. It is Sodicart. And starting in 2023, the Sodi brand has found a new home here in the U.S., Sodi Racing USA is the new exclusive importer of the Sodi Kart chassis line under the karting distribution banner, led by industry veteran Terry Germanovich. The French manufacturer Sodi Kart is a leader within the karting industry, offering a wide range of products and services. The Sodi Racing chassis line offers product in classes from Mini to KZ, all based on years of development and championship seasons around the world. Sodi Racing USA has already begun establishing its dealer network, working with the Karting Collective on the West Coast, and recently signing PK Sport to serve as a dealer and the official race team on the East Coast. Visit Sodi-Racing-USA.com to learn more about the Sodi Kart chassis line, or call 954-634-5111 to become part of the Sodi Racing USA network today. Sodi Kart, the world leader in the karting industry. Are you ready to go from carts to cars? Since 1975, the Skip Barber Racing School has taken great drivers and made them champions. 
Today, we're proud to welcome the next generation of winners. Make the transition from carts to cars with the Skip Barber Formula Race Series. You'll compete at the most iconic tracks in America. Race weekends include your very own equalized Formula 4 race car, a professional crew, expert instruction, video and data analysis, hospitality, and more. This is the place to fulfill your dream of becoming a champion. Sign up today by calling 866-932-1949 or visit us at skipbarber.com. Made in the USA. It's not just a statement, it's the mission at Factory Carts of America. Led by four-time Supernats champion Billy Musgrave, Factory Carts manufactures their frames completely in-house at the Riverside, California facility. Built and designed from the ground up specifically for the American karting market, Factory Carts brings new innovations and solutions that are long overdue. Factory Carts bring together the highest quality materials to produce a high-performance, long-lasting cart that has been designed and perfected from three years of development, with a focus for a big push across North America in 2023. No other karting manufacturer stands behind its product like Factory Carts does, providing a two-year warranty on all their frames. Do you remember when American Made meant innovative, original, stronger, faster, and just plain better? Well, American Made is back. Contact Factory Carts today to join the American Made movement. Learn more by visiting factorycarts.com or email Billy anytime at info at factorycarts.com. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Go. Well, I was going to say that you you take you take that and you you talk about the time, right? So five thirty to and you're done by nine thirty, right? You got to come prepared because you're not oh, yeah. going to have a lot of time, right? No. So you know, so it's important, and I think that's part of that whole like you know the feel like this is legitimate. You know, hey, I'm real racing. I need to outdrive you when I have, when when my car is you know has gone off the deep end and it's not handling at all. I need to learn how to drive it to still stay with the back. I think we just hire Brandon Atkins to tell us about all the racetracks in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not a bad idea. Okay. All right, listen, speaking of tracks, let's wrap up this show. We're, what, 50 minutes in already? Wow, great show. Uh, let's talk about – I keep getting it wrong. Let's talk about um, the River Park Motorplex. That's the entire facility itself. Lock, the Lorraine, Ohio Carplex is coming first, then the rental car pro- property. I went to look at the Facebook page, shot, saw like some video of showing where everything yeah. is. Where are we? When's it going in? We're racing there in, 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 near the end of uh, August. So how yeah. are we looking with the track? And man, it looks exciting. Yeah, thank you. So so we, we're we still on target for everything. We we have, um, we met with the Ohio EPA to finalize a couple things today. Um, the, as scheduled, they're coming in early June to start excavating and lay the track. The excavation and track laying takes a total time of about 30 days. It doesn't include curbs, right? But just, you know, we're, we're on fresh land. So all the trees are gone. We're, the, the engineers are doing their back and forth questions to confirm everything. They'll be staging for the equipment for the beginning of June. And they'll get out there and, and start cutting the land. Uh, start, you know, building up on the land, right? Because we're on, mm-hmm. we're on part of our properties on a landfill. So, but we have got a lot of natural elevation. The the facility, the facility is going to have, uh, it's about 15 feet of elevation change three times in a lap. So it's going to be interesting. Um, but 
The track will be laid first. All of our buildings are not going to be done by the event. We're going to be bringing in, you know, the you know the porta potty bathrooms and everything else, and just scaffolding and everything else. But the tracks will be in an operational. We're on target for all that. Um, and then our grand grand opening for the whole facility, which includes the indoor rental track, the outdoor rental track, the competition track, the RC track. We've got eight simulators that are going to be on the first floor, the one of the of the building. Um, you know that that facility opens April 2024, okay. 100% complete. The goal this year is get the track laid, let it cure, and then get an event there. Learn, okay, what do we you know? What do we need to change going in next year? And then have a couple club races at the end of the year. We're gonna do probably three or four club races, and um, and again, just to learn, okay, what do we not do right? What can we need? What do we need to change? What you know, uh, as much of a process improvement as possible heading into the grand opening. Um, but that is, so we're on, we're on track for that. I get asked the question like, okay, what if something goes crazy? We have a full contingency plan. It's been in place the whole time. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're, and, and the contingency plan does not involve leaving the regional area at all. I'll get, I'll give EKN the opportunity, a little bit of snippet so people can come up with their own conclusions. Right. <laughs> it, uh, it it involves a very 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 large very 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 flat concrete pad. <laughs> so the uh, <laughs> all right. So okay. it's we have a contingency and it's 15 minutes from the track. So you know where we you know does it have waterfront? I don't want to tell people. Is, is Are we that, going champ car racing again? <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't want to. I don't want to go. I don't want to make this announcement because then I'm like, some people are gonna be like, "Well, hey, bag your track, man. Let's do that instead." <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> so, wow. so I'm afraid it's. But what my commitment is to the families of the Ohio Sprint Series, podiums Sunday at our event on Father's Day we will make the announcement on what the contingency is in the event it doesn't work out so now everybody knows right because my biggest thing was you know you're not going to change hotels none of that it's it's the same geographical area here's the contingency plan if we get sideways that's good that's really good yeah yeah all right so So all in all man this again like we said anytime we get a a new facility in the sport it's just huge right there are you know they're losing some here and there every once in a while obviously a net kind of even in california losing cal speed but picking up k1 winchester it, yeah. Again, Ohio, with what the Bayless have done to MCC, uh, G&J, Atkins uh, still a, a fantastic track. That, you know, that quintessential kind of club karting track that I think we need to kind of preserve uh, all around the country. Then what you guys are doing, this is this is going to be huge for that region, huge for the state. I, I agree. I think it's an opportunity. And, you know, listen, a lot of kudos to Ohio here, but. You know, you've got you got a track just over the border, 45 minutes at Newcastle, and you got one the other way in Pennsylvania, Pitt. The whole region has got really good racing, right? Yeah. So, so I mean, there, you know, there's a lot of stories about some indie, you know, IndyCar veterans that came out of G and J and came out of you know the, the local tracks here, right? I think it's an opportunity to bring it back. You know, we yeah. we have one thing that you know, granted, down south in Florida and Texas, you can run 12 months pretty much no problem, even GoPro really. But what you have up in here in our area is you got four seasons. So racing in the spring is a heck of a lot different than racing in the fall, right? And it's a lot different than the summer, right? And so when you get into the, you know, you know, high moisture kind, it doesn't have to rain. 
you got enough dew on the track in October here that you're racing rains until 10 <laughs> o'clock in the morning, right? That's and, true. That's very true. And you yeah. think about the drivers that come from Europe, right? I think it was Joe Turney that made a comment on one of one of, one of his interviews, you know, that, you know, it's wet. You still race every day over there. There's no, there, no events get canceled. That mm -hmm. doesn't happen, right? In some areas like Florida, they have to cancel because they get like a typhoon that comes through. <laughs> They don't, you know what I'm saying? It's not normal rain and moisture. Like, so, so I think that, that bodes to the driver development side, right? And now you've got a whole region of tracks that can come together and do some pretty cool things. And let's cap off with one thing too. I'll let you kind of uh, expound on this, but you guys are going all in too. This is a full on yeah. CIK track. You guys are going to the point where, Hey, this is going to be big enough that we could have a world championship race or any yes. major national event as well. Although it's going to be one of the jewels of Ohio and the Ohio sprint series, there's, this place is going to be lined up where it could hold any major national event. hundred percent, hundred percent, Rob. I mean, I'm, I'm actually flying to Switzerland, uh, to Geneva to meet with the FIA to, uh, to make sure because the, the ASN is ACUS out of Florida right now. And they, they've never done a cart track yet. So I, you know, Mike Burrell has actually been a big help. He made some introductions and such and some other guys. And so, I, you know, we're actually, I'm flying there to meet with them to review our plans or doing the whole dramatization of the facility and testing everything because we're going to get a level one sort of certificate. Um, so it will be able to hold any world final, any cart, uh, carding final for any series. That's the certificate that we want. Um, you know, we want to have some big series here ne next year. And we'd like, love to have some big finals on a world stage, which is in discussion, but, you know, that stuff takes time. Um, but I expect by the fall, we'll have a couple few series that uh, th that you guys all recognize um, that uh, they'll have the lock on the schedule for next year. Level one track, running Rotax. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Chris, let's wrap things up. Any final words? Obviously, you're excited. You're a couple of weeks away from getting things underway. That first race is obviously going to be big. People are excited. I have no doubt. Uh, just any final thoughts? Yeah, no, I just appreciate you guys a lot. I really appreciate what you guys do for the sport. Um, you guys are your huge ambassadors. And I think, you know, th this type of media right now is these are the needle movers in our sport. You know, I often yeah. say, you know, you two, you know, Rob and, and David, Xander, I mean, you guys are hands down probably the biggest needle movers of our sport at this time. And I think it's it's now it's our job. Now it's the it's it's the it's the track owners. It's the team owners. We need to step up our game and start supporting the club level through to get more people there. And, and I, you know, one way to do it is this whole TV thing. You know, if we can get more people watching it, more people will come along and participate in it. So that's our job. You guys are doing your job. So I really appreciate you guys, what you guys have done and, and what you're doing. And now, uh, you know, we, we have to take some ownership of this one too. I like it, Chris. Thank you so much. As soon as you get that Ohio Cart Week date, let us know so David and I can book an RV. We're going to roll. Yeah, I think it's going right. to be a team holiday. Bring the ladies oh, yeah, down, have right. some fun. Yeah. Uh, Chris, thank you so much. We'll get you back in October. Hopefully, you won't be tired and feathered. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. All right, man. Folks, that is Chris McCrone from the Ohio Sprint Series and Locke, the uh, Lorraine, Ohio Carplex. David's phone blowing up over there right now. Somebody probably trying to. Yeah, sorry. Gonna wrench for you or wrench in our yeah, yeah. I'm getting lots of messages about oh you can drive for us. No, I'm there not. you go. No, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> uh again, but, David, uh, listen, we've been 20 years we've been doing this to a certain extent, 27 or 28 for me. Uh you've been in the sport that long as well. But 
you look at areas, right? California was the hotbed for the longest time. Texas has always had a bunch of great races. Florida, all these areas, the Pacific Northwest. This, what's happening in Ohio right now, I think it's unbelievably exciting. This new track, what the Bayless has done to MCC, the tracks, that, again, like the stalwart tracks, like a Thompson, uh, like Adkins, like G&J, Camden, you know, the, those are the tracks that are still awesome club tracks, that, that club level racetrack. Um, and even regional level track, as we know, it, this is there's a lot going on in Ohio right now that's super exciting. Again, I know what he's talking about with you know the the going back to the roots because you know the Division Six with WK, it was Michigan, Ohio, like that's it. The Pearl Gambles, like he said, would come up and and all and the Michigan guys would go down and race them. So I know all about that. And so yeah, there's a lot. There's always been a lot of great racers out of Ohio, and you know it's again it it's it's cyclical you know again you different regions produce different drivers at different mm-hmm. times of, of 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 generations or eras and so you know like he said you know we we got to start producing a little more you know i think bobby or not bobby but graham's the last ohio driver right now then i don't even i don't even know if there's any nascar drivers from ohio that are or you know in there right now so i don't follow enough to know exactly yeah so uh so yeah Yeah. but 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 in the past you know you talk about hornish and all these other guys that were coming out of ohio and so yeah it's you have a bit of pride you know anytime i see a michigan driver you know making his making his way up through the ranks i I take pride in that so again i like that that feeling and again he's got a lot of out of the box ideas which is great and that's always what we need because again if it works, it works. If it doesn't, we, we try something different or go back to what works, you know, and that's the great thing. You know, you, you try not to stir up a lot of stuff, but, you know, sometimes you got to think out of the box and come at with a different idea. And, and Buckeye Karting Challenge did that with the P-Pick at a regional level. Like, yep. again, we talked about that when it first started. So, again, that that whole quality, you know, we we had the comment that, you know, Randy Reardon, he loves the idea. You know, he he races over at Norway at Concept Haulers. You know, yep. maybe that's something club race tracks should do rather than P-Pick. That way it kind of throws a little something. Or P-Pick one weekend, do uh, a three-lap qualifying or do the, the average lap the next time. So, again, yeah, thinking out of the box. I love that idea. And, again, the whole Ohio Cart Week is just – I, I like mean, that a lot. Could you imagine doing that in Florida too? I mean – how, how many yeah. different, Ohio, you know, weeks, cart weeks we could get yeah. going on across the country, you know, just off of this whole one idea. Well, remember what, what he's saying. He's going to get tarred and feathered. We'll talk about him in October. <laughs> Some of the best ideas come from failures that you then spin off of, right? Yeah. So they're trying some new stuff. I think it's fantastic. We'll see what people say. Well, obviously the industry needs to get behind it. The racers do. But the bottom line is a lot of great things happening in Ohio. And, and one more thing, too, about the track build is you know they're going to build the actual racetrack itself try it a few times if it doesn't work they can change it and get it done before the winter comes again so i I love that concept that's something i don't think we we talked to him about before so to hear that i love that idea because again you may think it looks great on paper but until you actually put a car down there you might not know so in the race well it's a great way and then once you get the track set then build around it so i I love that concept not bad right well, listen, folks, that was Chris McCrone from the Ohio Sprint Series and the Lorraine Ohio Carplex, the lock, as we'll be calling it, uh, heading forward for the next number of decades. Great to have him here with us, and we will definitely get him back at the end of the season to kind of kind of you know go back through, grade himself, grade the series of everything that happened, all the 
awesome ideas they've, they've come up with. We have a lot of more shows lining up. Uh, we're going to talk to Andy Saisman for the Rock the Park. That's going to be coming up soon. We'll probably check in with uh, Brittany Lobos, well from the Texas Sprint Racing Series. A bunch of more shows that we're going to have over the next couple of weeks. I'm traveling for the next four weeks in a row, so we're going to try to get them either from a hotel room like where I am now or potentially back home in the in the home office in Canada. Otherwise, uh, thanks for tuning in. If you're listening to the, on the EKN Radio Network, we appreciate that as well. More podcasts, more shows all here on the EKN Radio Network. Thanks, folks, for tuning in. On behalf of Chris, David Cole, myself, Rob Howden, bye for now. Thank you.